Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the 107 Podcast with myself and Ash. He's no, no longer Anish, um, but we are joined by a guest again this week, and that is Nathan Bosk, who is going to introduce himself right now. Okay, so nice to meet you. I'm Nathan. I'm 20 years old, French, and I'm working in Prima Racing as a number one mechanic in Formula 4. Wow, so you're only 20 years old. Sorry, I didn't know that going into this initially. I had no <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. And so how how did you uh how did you get to where you are now? Like do you have like a like a proper education in what you do or like are you self-taught? Like talk us about how how you got the the job that you have right now. Mm. So well, when I was in high school, I did um like um a mechanical degree yeah nice and i was like aside of this doing some rally mechanic because i had a neighbor who had a rally team that's really cool. then in france there's a, a school called the ffsa academy where they teach you how to work on race cars like you follow the french formula 4 championship nice it's uh it lasts for one year and then uh, i sent a mail to prema to do some internship and after that they kept me working Nice. Not bad. <laughs> um, so, sorry. No, please. How um, we hear a lot about like number one mechanic, number two mechanic. What mm. what does that actually mean within within the team? What does the number one do? How do you get to be the number one mechanic? Well, the, to get to, the, to be a number one mechanic, you obviously need more experience because you're actually in charge, like responsible for the car. So if there's a problem, like a mechanical problem with the car, you're more subject to be the one that you, they blame. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> what, what do your... Sorry, sorry, Kevin. No, and then uh, that's the main difference. Like the second mechanic has to also follow what says the first mechanic. And then, um, yeah, the second mechanic has less responsibilities than the first mechanic, like, it has to do also the job on the car, but if there's something bad happens, like I said, it's like it's uh, on the mechanic, the first mechanic's uh, shoulders. And what kind of responsibilities do you have? Does it cover the entire car, or is someone split on engine and suspension? Well, mainly you have to make the car running and running well. Like the engine part is um, actually in the at least in the Italian Formula Four Championship, it's. Um, it's taken care by Autotechnica, so we can't touch the engine, but except that, we can touch everything. So, yeah, we are in charge to the maintenance of the components of the car, and uh, our goal is to make the car running well. And I guess that, obviously, that includes everything all the way from, like, whenever the car arrives in the garage all the way through to, like, taking the car, taking the car apart and getting it ready for the for the next race, right? Yeah, exactly. So during the season, we have some tests between uh, race weekends. Yep. And uh, our job is to to prepare the car for all the tests, then all the races, when we come back from races or tests, to do all the maintenance that we need to do and uh, do it again during all the, all the year. 
and it's a it's a lot of work right so it's even more annoying when when your driver ends up binning the car and hitting a wall <laughs> or making contact with a with another driver so when a when a car crashes first of all how annoying is it how frustrating is it or i don't know maybe you find it actually enjoyable because you get to you know rip into new parts and get bits and pieces set up again um, but how mm-hmm. how do you assess the damage and, and repair it yeah well sometimes yeah it can be a bit annoying like you see your car getting destroyed or what so it's not the best thing to see like you know how much hours you work yeah. and then you see the car getting destroyed and you know how much hours you will have to work too but it's part of the game like it's motorsport so obviously there is crashes and you can do nothing about it and it's completely yeah. normal and yeah it's just nothing something normal you you deal with like there's no problem obviously if a car like do um let's say uh, a rollover yeah it's more annoying than just if the car crashes with the front wing but yeah it can happen yeah and i guess it's also even more annoying if it's like somebody crashes into you rather than you crashing into someone else right because then it's completely someone else's fault it's not even your driver's fault right yeah but at the end we can't do we can, for us mechanics we can't do nothing about it so yeah. we like we're just watching the live and we watch the cars uh, doing what they are doing and then yeah it is what it is yeah is there any part of the car that's particularly difficult to repair or if you're like ah oh, you know what they've hit the suspension or they've done this this is going to take a bit of time no more or less everything is made to be mounted and dismounted quite quickly okay. obviously obviously if you have to change for example i don't know a gearbox or an engine or what it takes more time than if yeah. you just have to change a wing or like a front suspension it depends obviously of the crash of what else what you have to change but at the end everything is done quite quickly and if you have a big crash on the car it's not just the two mechanics of the car that are working like other mechanics from the other cars of the team they come to help you because depending on how much time you have if it's between sessions or even at the end of the day yeah people are going to help you to be faster We've we've also had, um, for example, I know that Lando Norris did his like internship for for McLaren, and he not mm-hmm. quite famously, but it's quite well known that he sticks around sometimes and helps out with you know dismantling the car, tidying up the garage, all that fun oh, stuff. Okay. Um, but so how how often does that happen for you? Do the drivers stick around, like especially if they end up you know destroying the suspension? Do they help you fix it, or are they very hands off? Or does it maybe depend on the driver? I guess. Yeah, I think it depends on the driver. Like this year, I was lucky. Let's say, like I didn't have any big crash or what. Good. And even in during like between the the cars we had, we had maybe one big crash. Yeah. If I remember well. I'm not sure. So yeah, the driver they crash, then they come back under the tent and they go to debrief with the engineers and all. And by the meantime, we do work on the car. Sometimes they can they come to see what's going on, but they can't help because. Even if they wanted to, we won't let them because at the end, it's not their job. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's a pretty good point, actually. Um, I guess it's it's a similar thing as like you wouldn't ask your taxi driver to come in and fix the toilet or anything like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so obviously being a mechanic, obviously for for formula racing is is difficult. There's no there's no you know doubts about that whatsoever. But what's the difference between doing that for you know a shorter race? compared to doing something like 
six, eight, 12 hours, maybe even 24 hours. Is there much of a difference for you? Is it just more energy drinks or is it a complete different approach to the, to the well, race? I don't really know because I don't really have experience in endurance. Okay, fair enough. But obviously when they prepare like an endurance race, they have more work to do on the car because the car is going away for more time. But at the end, um, the quality of work remains the same. Like we have to do Correct. the car perfectly, even if it goes out for only half an hour. Yes, so, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, and I guess one one of the more more interesting, I guess, and maybe more relevant to the to the fans of of our podcast as well is um are you looking at moving like forward like into like formula three formula two and therefore like formula one like what what aspirations do you have like where do you want to be um well for now i don't like have a category in mind okay like obviously i want to to evolve in my job yep but uh, i will see what uh, what's going on with time like for now i already moved one position so that's already something nice. And since I'm still young, I still have time to evolve again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I like I said, I was surprised that you were 20. You're making me feel old, let alone Ash. So, um, so <laughs> uh, but so obviously, even though you are you are obviously quite young, do you have any advice for for you know people who are maybe you know 13, 14, just starting to think mm -hmm. about you know what they're going to be doing next, like after school or college or whatever? Do you have mm -hmm. any advice for people who want to do what you do? Yeah, well, it's a work that you have to be passionate about yeah. because it's not always easy. Like you have to be really rigorous of like of your work and all. And uh, you also work a lot, like a lot of hours and all, with uh, sometimes stressful situations and all. So it's not an easy job, but uh, if you are passionate enough, it's a very nice job. Like you will have good experience and all, for sure. Awesome. And so I guess uh, it also probably depends on like the amount of travel that you have to do, right? Like how, mm. how does travel affect you? Are you traveling that much at the moment or maybe not at the moment because the season's over, but you, do you travel that much during the season? No, not right now the season is finally over. Yeah. But basically from um, like in January, February, we have the UAE championship. Yep. So for two months you are in the UAE. And then uh, from March to December, you have either test or race weekend, so you're basically almost always away. Like most of the time, you're away, and when you're not, you're at home doing the walks. So, yeah, you do travel a lot because it's still the and it, like a small championship. Let's say like it's not like the Formula Regional from last three or what. Yeah, it's still like most of the races are in Italy. So for us, because Prima is based in Italy, yes. It's, really like it's convenient but there's also races for example in barcelona this year we had nice we also had uh, Policar in france so and also spa for Grandchamp. so yeah it requires some travels because yeah you also have some tests and all during the year you so, yeah. you also mentioned like some some really nice circuits there as well uh is there a obviously you got into this being a being a uh, a racing fan so mm -hmm. is there a is there a track in particular that you that you really like as opposed to any other like your favorite tracks or? Well, obviously I like uh, Spa Francorchamps yeah. because it's like really mythical track. But then, except it, uh, except this one, I don't have like favorite track. Mugello is a really nice track, like because of the surroundings. Yeah. 
but then like all trucks are more or less nice. Obviously depends which ones, but they are better than others. But right now, no, I couldn't tell. Like I don't have a problem going to any truck. Well, that's good. <laughs> is, there, is there maybe one that you would really like to go and, you know, do a race at? Like Silverstone or um, maybe something in like Shanghai or something like that? Like anything like that? Yeah, obviously countries like um, China, Singapore, Australia are very attractive to go as a yeah. mechanic. Also Macau, I didn't win this year, but it also seems like a really nice track. So, but yeah, like I still have time to to go to these places. Yeah, you got loads of, loads of time to to go and experience these tracks. I think actually, like on a on a side note, I, it surprised me how big like the the race is in Macau. Like it's it's insane how mm-hmm. how many different races and how many different series are actually there. Especially yeah. because the track is like really really thin. Like it's oh, the really, track is really tough narrow. racing. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine Monaco, but skinny. Like it's it's, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so so yeah just insane um and so so i guess like do you like obviously speaking again about about circuits are there mm-hmm. certain circuits that are like really difficult for the car or particularly easy or anything like that no like the car is made for more or less of the trucks just okay. depends then of the of the driver if they prefer faster trucks or more technical ones just, this just depends on the driver because the car, at the end, the setup you do it about the about the track that you're about to go to. Yeah, and the car then is just doing fine. Depends obviously on the driver. Perfect. And so I guess that obviously it then, <coughs> excuse me. Obviously then it depends on the driver and the track and stuff like that. How it's mm-hmm. set up to handle like G forces and impacts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess from from that sort of perspective as well it would be good to know like whether or not you have to do extra work for like any particular tracks um like for example high speed or low speed or anything like that as well no not necessarily like because the formula for the end is still like a simple car yeah so we don't and like and we don't go to very specific tracks like monaco for example yeah so no we don't have anything special to do except Obviously, changing the setups from one tra- from from one track to another, but except that, no, we don't have to do anything special. Nice. And um, have you have you maybe worked with uh, any drivers or recognised any drivers in in your series that like we should be aware of? Like any new, you know, Lewis Hamiltons or anything like that? Is there anyone that you've seen that you've gone, wow, okay, this person is is different? Well, not really. Like this year, like in Prima, we have um, Kimi Antonelli. Like, uh, I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, off like, the top of my head, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm just not entirely sure. Yeah, he's a Mercedes Junior. He won the Formula, the Italian Formula Four, then the Formula Regional Middle East, and the Formula Regional European this year. And next year, he's moving to Formula Two. That's quite impressive, and that's a big jump from from that to Formula Two. Exactly, he's uh, quite fast, but okay. uh, then let's see. Obviously, like Formula Two is a, a really big step. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. Okay, well then we will definitely keep an eye keep an eye on Kimi for sure. Um, awesome, and uh, obviously we've we've talked a lot about racing and stuff like that. 
Um, but when when you're not racing, what does the off season look like for you? Do you have to, you know, travel into the factory to help do stuff, or are you very much like right now? You obviously said that the the season ends in December and obviously starts again with testing. Have you got your feet up? Are you not going into the office type thing? How does that look? No, no, we still have work to do on the cars. Like we have to do the the winter maintenance. Like we do, like we the car basically like brand new yeah so we can start the year on good basis but uh, no no we do have like always have work we do obviously have also christmas holidays yeah but um no we we there's a lot of work there's always work to do so we are not worried about that yeah that, that sounds about right yeah um and then uh i think ash you had a question around mechanics being split up right yeah, um, maybe, I don't know if you know enough about this, but obviously with the Formula One teams, they have their own set of mechanics for each car. Mm -hmm. What do roles and responsibilities, do they differ for each team? Do they like, oh, wow, this driver's crashed again, that's more work for me. And there was a story a while back when Lewis Hamilton said they swapped mechanics. And do you have any insight on why they would do that within a team, swap the mechanics from one car to another? No, I have absolutely no idea. For us, it works like we work by pair of two people for car, for which for each car. Yep. And then we stick uh, we stick like this for the year. There's so, never any swapping over if so, for whatever reason, unless you need to speedily fix a car. Yeah, maybe. But in Formula One, I don't know. Until Formula Two, it's it works like that. Like just limited personnel on each car, and it stays like that. But obviously, if there's like if a car has crashed more people will come to help because if, if needed, at least. And can you tell when a driver is fast just by, either by looking at it in the circuit on the timing screens? You mentioned yeah, before, like, you said like this guy, is like, he's a bit different to the rest. Yeah, you see if like if the driver is like not just one-tenth or what faster than the others, but like if you put, I don't know, one second faster than the others, you can tell that he's getting fast. But if it's regular, like if it's not just one time, because if, if it happens regularly, you can tell the driver is fast on more or less a lot of tracks. So yeah, it's not just uh, because one track he really likes driving on it or what. And, and what kind of adjustments can be made to the car to suit a driver? Like, could you change like ride height in between sessions, stuff like that, toe in, toe out? Or yeah, we can change the toe. We can change the toe, the ride height, the also the, the wings degrees we can change. But this depends uh, of the engineer, what the engineer said, uh, what what it's best for the driver. Right. So a driver might say, like, I'm struggling with understeer at a certain turn, and the engineer will be like, okay, we need to change this setup on the car. That'll yeah, exactly. Read you and you, you'll make it, the changes and then see how yeah, it goes. Yeah, it also depends on the driver driving style. Like, if a driver prefers a front end more heavy, then we try to do it more heavy. If you prefer a front end more soft, then we'll do it more soft. Depends on the driver and what for us we just do what the engineer said about the setup. Yep. And then the engineer knows what he's doing, so we just do what he's saying. And do you do work on pit stops? No, in Formula Four we don't have pit stops. No pit like stops. In not even in Formula Regional nor Formula Three. Just in Formula Two they do pit stops, but for these categories we just put a set of tire at the beginning of the race and we keep we hopefully Hope keep the, the, the same set. <laughs> yeah. 
It always happened that we had a tire flat during the race. So then the driver comes in, you change the tire like as a pit stop, but obviously it takes more time. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the driver goes back again. But on a 30 minute race, it's basically like it, most of the time it's over. So how heavy are those tires? <laughs> yeah, how heavy are they? Mm? Sorry? How, how heavy are the tires? No, not they're not really heavy. They're kind of small. Okay. I couldn't say right now how much they weight, but you can easily lift them uh, with one arm. Okay, yeah, that's a lot less than I expected. <laughs> uh, do you do you have like a favorite part of your job? Like what's what's the best thing about doing what you do? Well, being on race weekends, I think. Because obviously there's a bit more pressure and all. Yeah. Even if you do work more, there's, it's still nice. Like It makes you travel, it makes you see different places and all. So I think uh, going on race weekends is the, is the best part. And in a race weekend, yeah, how we don't see it as much because we only get selected radio. How often is the teams and the engineers and the drivers in contact with each other over a race? Are they speaking pretty much all the time over every lap? Or well, it depends. Right on a straight, you know, they're Sorry. not talking? Well, it depends on the, um, the engineer and the driver, what they prefer. Okay. But usually, I mean, for my part, usually it was, the engineer was kind of quiet, except if... He had some infos to say about the race. And if they do say infos, they prefer to do them, like, for example, when the driver are not fighting, or like not during a turn or before a breaking point, they do it during straight lines as much as possible so the driver can be more concentrated on what the, the engineer is saying. Is saying so. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that is, uh, that is pretty much it for like the, the questions and stuff that that you know we had we had written down um okay i think ash have you got anything else that you wanted to that you wanted to add like off the top of your head or anything like that i guess um how do you manage race weekends from a personal perspective you know like you said even though it's regional there's a little bit different hours like you said if you're in the middle east and if you go back to italy and so how do you manage your time staying fit staying healthy like you said if you're busy all the time and stuff like that well it's not that difficult at least for me i think because yeah at the end it's just the work like you wake up and if you have to go to some places then you go then it already happened that for example after race weekend we had to go so at some tests done some tests sorry so after race week you're a bit tired but then you still have some days to do away that are more exhausting than if you stay at home but yeah like i mean you get used to it. At first, it can be a bit difficult, but at the end, yeah, you get used to work this much and all. So that's you can manage it. Like people manage it more or less well, obviously. But for my part, I think I manage it quite well. You do sound pretty relaxed about it. Like you just yeah, you just travel, you just wake up, you just go to work. Like which is which is the best way to think about it, probably. Yeah, at the end, for me, I see it like this. Like it's just to work like a way like uh, let's say a, lash, a lifestyle like you get used to it yeah do uh do any family members or friends ask do they, can you have a look at my car if there's a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah it already happens <laughs> obviously but um working on the road cars it's clearly not the same as working on race cars 
yeah. It's not, I mean, it depends on people. Some people love working on road cars, which I can understand also. And I respect that. But for me, no, I can't really. I prefer, I much prefer to work on race cars. What if it's nice. both? What if it's both a road car and a race car like my Subaru? Like, where? where's the line there? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, uh, I guess uh, if if you're now on on off season, um, when are you when are you back at test tracks? Like when are you back into the the swing of things with race weekends? Well, we do have the UAE Championship in January that I still don't know if I'm going. We'll know. In, in a bit of like in some some days otherwise uh, it will be in march the we start of the test and all nice that sounds awesome i guess uh i guess we don't really have much else for you uh so i was just going to say best of luck obviously if you do go to the yeah, thank you don't go to the championships and if not obviously best of luck in march and uh for the rest of the season um but yeah no thank you so much for for spending the time to chat to us it's obviously really appreciated yeah. Um, thank you for the invitation of course of course uh we get, we really wanted to chat to you and chat to somebody who you know does you know a dream job for a lot of people um so it's it's really awesome to to hear what you have to say um and uh yeah obviously um if uh if anyone has any questions or anything like that um following this podcast if you're still listening uh then of mm -hmm. course if there's something that nathan didn't didn't answer i'm sure we can work something out and get a question get a question answered but uh i think that's about it for this this week's episode so thank you nathan and uh thank you to you're everyone welcome. listening and we will be back at some point in the next week or so and uh yeah see you guys soon cheers everyone cheers, cheers.